The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. The air was thick, thicker than my photoreceptors could handle, and the smell of blaster scoring was still fresh. At least it was according to the meatbag witness. He was especially emotive, even for a human. This was the third murder this week, and I wasn't any closer to getting to enjoy the next episode of the Dark Times Podcast. Welcome back to the Dark Times, a Saga Edition podcast. I'm Steven, your favorite dark femme fatale. Oh, and I'm Sam, your favorite grieving widow. Nice. Good. <laughs> we make a great pair. <laughs> it's like the worst James Bond movie. <laughs> Steven, we're back. We're back. We were, we were, um, it, it was looking pretty bad there. Um, no, it, it was fine. We just needed a little, <laughs> we just needed a little break. Well, when you, when you get kicked from the blurry saddle, you don't give up. You get right back on it You're- after a week, <laughs> after a week of, <laughs> Of recuperation, and we're back. It's true. Uh, let's just move right into episode feedback. Uh, last episode, we covered Zloy Krolik's Antarian Ranger prestige class and shared our thoughts. Here's what Zloy reached out with. You were correct on the plus minus, so that was a, a note we were discussing about um, aid another versus the... the um, God, what's it called? We called it Jedi coordination is what we ended up calling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ended up calling it. Coordinated attack. Coordinated attack. Well, it was coordinated attack, but the the other effect. You can aid another or you can suppress an enemy. Suppress an enemy. That plus minus was was related to to, to those effects. Um, He agrees that Jedi coordination is a better name for the class feature as well. Thanks. Uh, He also says Loaro was the name of one of the PCs in that campaign. They were all either Jedi or eventually Antarian Rangers, although no one took more than three levels of the prestige class. You're also correct in that it was a campaign specific class, but feel free to use, modify or ignore it. When I came up with it, I tried not to make it OP and tried to make it focused. Uh, Once again, Zloy, I think you succeeded on all marks. Great work. What are we talking about this week, Steven? Well, Sam, you know, we, we kind of planned to do a little bit of a half continuation from last episode because last episode we covered a little known adventure. You may recall it was called Death, Dirt and the Nerf Rancher's Daughter. Really, really cool adventure that, that we've we've stirred up some conversation about that I'm very happy to see. I know at least two people who are actually planning on running it, Sam. Did you know that? I have seen on the Discord that at least one person was running it. That's rad. It's cool. We wanted to take a little time to talk about conversions and converting from other systems to Saga, in particular, converting from RCR to Saga. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a second, Steven. Is there a built in rules for doing such a task? By Jove, Sam, there are. There's in fact a by the maker. (laughs) In fact, there's a whole article, a whole like 15 page article on doing just that. But first, I want to go over a little bit of background of, of RCR. What what exactly is R what, what does it mean when we say RCR? What the hell is no question. RCR? What? This isn't the system that inspired Rodney Thompson to like the one he was telling us about that he picked up at Disneyland. No. Good question. That was the WEG that was the WEG D6 system. That's WEG. Okay. Rodney was first inspired by by the WEG D6 system, which also inspired so many things about Star Wars. I mean, that's when they named like Twi'leks and Rodians, like first got their names yeah. in the WEG system. WEG is everything to not just Star Wars RPGs, but Star Wars in general. But no, right before Saga, there was actually two previous iterations of Star Wars D20 gaming. 
And the previous versions have some interesting ideas, like much more specific and granular classes and a really cool looking wound system, just to name a couple. And RCR, that's called Revised Core Rules, by the way, retains a significant number of dedicated players to this day. They've got an active subreddit, just like us. They they have occasional games that pop up on Roll20 and LFG circles. But it's safe to say that most people find Saga to be a relatively big, capital R, relatively there, streamlined system with a much greater ease of play compared to RCR. RCR and the original Star Wars D20 kind of developed a bad reputation regarding rules and content bloat, power creep, and overcomplicated rules systems. Kind of the same fate that uh, a lot of other systems of, of that era uh, are, Wait. are lost to. Wait, it could have been worse? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I love I love Saga as much as the next guy, but are you telling me it was worse before? Oh, Sam, it was. It was so much worse before. And in fact, it took him it took him three tries to get it right. And this is and and this is what we're left with today. But yes, indeed, uh, the, the some of the biggest problems Swissy has were actually much much worse uh, in its in its uh, not so recent past. And something that RCR had on Saga, and like if you think Saga has a lot of stat blocks and has a you know, every vehicle you can imagine and force traditions at the wazoo and organizations and hell, there's a, there's an ATST pilot and a, 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 I think an ATAT pilot, separate stat plucks and threats of the galaxy. But RCR had everything, everything. There's actually still a lot of stuff kind of in RCR that never got a proper saga conversion, little stuff, tiny favorites early on. Saga was a little bit bereft of species choices, as, as you can imagine, compared to RCR, which had a full, you know, print run of 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 every Star Wars species you could imagine. They had the ultimate alien anthology, um, which actually was used as one of the examples for this conversion guide we're about to go over here. Of course, these species used in the conversion guide as examples would actually go on to get official publications with with no conversion necessary. But in fact, most of the homebrew species you see on the Swissy Wiki have their origins in the RCR Ultimate Alien Anthology, if you could believe it. I could believe it. I mean, that's if it's a great groundwork to base everything on, then absolutely go for it. Seriously. I've used these conversion rules to, to great effect in, in my campaign. Uh, you remember our first Swissy campaign we ran, I sent you guys to like an old school expanded universe style BIS. It was kind of a super messed up uh, resort world where Palpatine would invite his most uh, loyal and rich servants and then have give this, them this really cool resort world to hang out on and chill while secretly siphoning off their life force and, and that of the, the whole planet. I always admired a couple really cool kind of super cyber weird vehicles and droids that, that came from from that bis. I, I loved the ATHT, which is actually you may recall the giant spider like ATAT walker. It, it just has a, it has Does eight, it have eight legs, eight legs, a big old abdomen <laughs> and just a normal ATAT head. So cool. And then another one I liked was the uh, that I wanted to use that I found really interesting. I think it might have been part of the same like web article for RCR was the Hunter Killer Probot, which was just a colossal frigate sized Viper probe droid. There, there's nothing else there. Aww. It's just a massive Viper probe droid. Can you imagine the fucking beeps that thing would make? Beep. <laughs> like a fucking droning noise. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so many of you who have trawled through, you know, done some some cyber archaeology of 
trawled through various archived forms and other cached web pages to dig up all the good Star Wars uh, RPG content that may have been forgotten by the way- wayside, may have come across this conversion guide before. It was published along with all the other web articles that Saga Edition got back in the day by the same guy who actually wrote the Jedi Counseling column that ran from 2002 to 2010. That's Gary M. Sarley. He was an early contributor to our beloved system and was a freelance RPG writer for WotC uh, during that time span. For those of you who don't know, Jedi Counseling was kind of the main way people got like rules clarifications and other like guidance and gameplay tips during Swissy's like main publication. It was quite long running. And actually all of these articles, including all web content, all official web content published for Swissy, I'm pretty sure is all archived on the wiki. If I'm not mistaken. All the Jedi counseling is and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The conversion guide was published to promote Saga when it was new and contains oodles of information regarding bringing over your favorite player characters, species, vehicles, equipment, etc. to this new system. But of course, for that reason, it's largely unnecessary in our modern age. There, there is no reason. I, I can't imagine there's many of you out there converting your, your RCR parties to, to Saga. I would hope you would just start from scratch. At that point, (laughs) can you imagine if a game master made you make a character in one system and then convert it to a different before you could play? Oh, Steven, sounds like someone doesn't know the origins of Critical Role. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Critical Role was a Pathfinder game first, right? It was a Pathfinder game first, but since 5th edition D&D had an OGL, they could make content based on their their homebrew game setting and stream it on Twitch and all that cool stuff like that. So yeah, they had to convert everything to 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. But yeah, like I said, a lot of this document, like I said, 15 pages, you probably don't need the first like 10. Because honestly, the only reason I could think to bring stuff from RCR is the cool vehicles, the cool starships, and the cool species and creatures that that got left behind. Uh, very few of which remain, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I was going to go ahead and, and feature a little bit more about, about Gary M. Sarley here, the, the author of Jedi Counseling and, and the Conversion Guide and, and many other things. He was also an editor on the, on the Core Rule book as well as just, you know, he was around. He's a freelance Watsi author in the, in the 2000s. I mean, come on, this guy was doing everything. He was a Watsi regular in the ring, yeah, for sure. But after, you know, discussing some things with some old heads and doing a little research of my own, this guy definitely was like an early Kickstarter scammer. <laughs> Like, like this guy got $14,000 for what he claimed was going to be an OGL compatible, like Swissy knockoff that was like oh, man. genre and setting agnostic. It sounds great, right? Like when I read that first, I was like, oh my God, I would love a Swissy like that setting agnostic and OGL, you know, certified. But no, it, it, it uh, was totally vapor. Um, nothing ever came of it. And it looks like he got probably upwards of, of maybe 10 to $14,000 and then disappeared. He, there's no record of any professional work from him since then. There's some pretty questionable, like political retweets from like circa 2015, but no, there's uh, there's nothing else out there on this guy that I can see and probably for the best. Cause it seems like he made off with a lot of people's money. Well, that's what's come of Gary. <laughs> And all we have of him is his conversion guide for RCR. <laughs> so um, I wanted to talk about kind of the when, why, and how of, of conversions for Saga Edition. Because like I keep saying, this is, I, I wouldn't necessarily endorse this practice, even though I've, I've done it quite a few times myself. And in fact, we're going to do it live on the air here pretty soon. <gasps> oh, <ooh. laughs> Gasp. <Yeah. laughs> 
the document is, is straightforward. You just go to the section of interest and you follow the steps bit by bit. In the handful of times I've used this document, I've noticed the results aren't always perfectly balanced. They're definitely, it's, it's a ballpark sort of situation. And it very much depends on the complexity of what you're trying to convert. What you do make comes out feeling a little generic. The document would probably be double its size if it was supposed to account for every possibility in Swissy's stat block design, especially <laughs> the hefty differences coming from RCR. You definitely need to pull out your V8 GM Fiat engine to add some seasoning, <laughs> some crunch to do that work and 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 just, just put all that, that nice color and glitter and sparkles in the places where you feel it's missing. For example, my first draft of that ATHT stat block had eight identical laser cannons as per the conversion rules as written, but it probably would make more sense as a battery or something to that effect. You can, I meant yeah. to mention, you can see these stat blocks on the wiki, by the way, they're, they're on the wiki. If you, if you search ATHT or hunter killer probot, they should come up or just go to the, the, my favorite page on the wiki, Xenosloth sloth creations. <laughs> you know, what my favorite page on the wiki is, what? Leveling up 101. Oh, hey, you know, you know, that, yeah, hey. <laughs> Steven's claim to fame. My claim to fame, you know, it was never the same after I published <laughs> Leveling Up 101. That was when you were truly cemented as a pillar in the community. No, my, my platinum release is actually the Calcestis stat block. That one, that one gets Ooh. way more love than the. Oh, that's a, that's a smooth one. Like a, like a nice drag from a menthol. That, that stat block goes down smooth. <laughs> Comparing my stat block to Newport cigarettes. Love it. We're not sponsored by Newport. Don't smoke. <laughs> Don't smoke. It's bad for you. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my overall advice here is is don't convert unless you have to. And you'll probably know when you have to. Like, for example, when I did the ATHT and the, the ProBot, I specifically wanted those stat blocks. And I liked how the RCR stat blocks portrayed them. So I wanted to bring that to Swissy. Start from scratch, just making stuff in Swissy before worrying about converting. Of course, there are no guidelines in Swissy for vehicle creation. So, you know, that's kind of where conversion comes in and you can hybrid it a little bit where, you know, you do some conversion, you touch it up, you, you know, compare it to other stat blocks in Swissy and uh, make it, make it nice. Steven, we're, we're big fans of like food metaphors and oh, cooking yeah. metaphors no, on this show. I get hungry all the time on this show. <laughs> Making your own stat blocks is like making bread from scratch. Converting an RCR stat block is like using a sourdough starter. You know, like you still got to you still got to make the bread yourself, but you do have a, a starting point and you shouldn't just eat sourdough starter. That's the fucking please, please do not sure. eat sourdough starter. You heard it here first on the Dark Times <laughs> podcast. Do not eat sourdough starter. Yeah, we're also a food safety podcast. It's true. It's true. It's, it's going to be a patron only exclusive. <laughs> no, it's not happening. The Cook Times podcast. The Cook Times podcast. Oh my God, doing a cooking show with you would be so much fun. <laughs> so, Stephen. What? Well, you know, uh, for our final part of this cooking metaphor, let's get the, let's get to work. Let's get cooking. Yeah, let's get we're, cooking. We're going to be converting the Skekfish from Death, Dirt, and the Nerf Rancher's Daughter. We alluded to it last week. There's a little bit of a twist in the adventure. You've had a couple of weeks now to read it just in case, you know, in case you, you wanted the surprise. But yes, there is trouble at the ranch and it's all a result of the, this invasive species known as skekfish. They are a hybrid carbon and silicon based life form that ranges in length from about 30 to 40 centimeters. They're not true fish. In fact, they have four legs and all that stuff, but they do move through the dirt in schools and burrow at great speed through solid rock and ground or even wood. It says here. <laughs> 
they have no apparent eyes and hunt entirely with their sense of hearing. So yeah, let's 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 go. Let's take a crack at it. I've got the adult Skekfish stat block right here. We're going to convert. And then once we're done with that, why don't we see uh, maybe another big name in the community has done a conversion of their own that, that we'll, we'll compare and contrast with once we're done here. Ooh, allusion to Ooh. our future segments. Oh, yes. A little bit of a little bit of a hint there. <laughs> so I have my conversion guide here. I've scrolled all the way down. I mean, I've I've turned the page. Oh, I know this was a web only release. Never mind. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I've scrolled all the way down here to page 15 creatures. I've got my Skekfish stat block right here and I've got my conversion guide right here. And I'd say let's just go through this step by step and, and see how it goes. We might shore this up with some creating a beast rules from Swissy itself. I think, honestly, that will be necessary here to really capture what a Skekfish is all about. But let's let's get after it. First up, class and level. All creatures convert their existing class and level into levels of the beast class. Let's go back to the Skekfish adult stat block. It's a armored subterranean predator seven. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> We're going to call that in Swissy speak beast seven. Pretty good. Hit points. A creature's hit points are equal to their vitality points and their hit points and base attack bonus may be adjusted upward or downward depending on their class in the old rules. So they're a predator here and it says there'll be no change in their hit points. Steven, I have a question. Oh yeah. What's up? Just for reference, what is the level for this adventure again? Do we remember? This adventure was designed for level six heroes. Okay. Yeah. So it makes sense that all the enemies they'd be facing are, looks like there's also young skeckfish play a big role here at level four, and then the adults are level seven. Perfectly sensible for a, a level six adventure. So predator means no change to their hit points uh, in RCR speak. Those are VP, and looks like they got 50 VP, so that means they've got 50 HP in Swissy. VP? What the hell's VP? Vitality points. Oh, thank God. Also accompanied... <laughs> Also accompanied by WP, which is wound points, which is, uh, don't ask me how that works. It's like damage threshold, right? That's what I assume. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like RCR's version of the condition track. Yes, kind of. Sue explained it to me the other day, uh, or to the server more generally, and now it was, it, yeah, basically condition track, but not quite. Okay, here, and now uh, base attack bonus is next on the list. All creatures now have a base attack bonus equal to their level times three quarters. This will decrease the base attack bonus for predators, but increase it for herd animals and parasites. Cool. So what's three quarters of seven? Round it down. Five. You got it. <laughs> okay. Now we're at size here. We're already, we're getting through this quick. Sam. <laughs> Jeez. We're already halfway through. This conversion shit's easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, let's see. Uh, creature size stay the same, but the size bonuses have changed, and the size bonuses are no longer added to attack bonuses. Use the following chart to adjust the creature's reflex defense and attack bonuses. Okay, uh, Skekfish is a... Mm, let's see here. These stat blocks are somehow even harder to read than the Swissy ones. Well, it's because it's just a line of text with fucking <laughs> semicolons between it. Jesus Christ. I'm looking at plus 13 to a melee attack. Is that a... Yes, that's good, but we're looking for the size, my dear friend. <laughs> Oh, plus two size. Found it. Well, that's not that's not the size. That's that's a number. Wait, hold on. They're 30 to 40 centimeters in length. <laughs> OK, yeah, well, we're back. Um, we're after after some deliberation. We had to call fish and game to see how big. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> we we called up a Star Wars fishing game. Um, we had a little conversation about catch and release. So the size is not apparent from the RCR stat block. Either I'm too young to read this. Wait. Oh my God. I found it. Where is it? Okay. Okay. So in the, the long, just endless rows of text, you see the, the fortitude and reflex and will defenses. Yeah. Okay. And after will defense, you see S Z T. What the f- size what? tiny. <laughs> it's gotta be size tiny, right? S Z T. Yeah. It has to be tiny. It's, it's sized. It's tiny. S Z T. We did it. We did it. This oh my like god, fucking, Th- that was like deciphering the fucking runes, yeah. you know? <laughs> this is like Dr. Afro reading the stone tablet. I always know? feel like Dr. Afro <laughs> when I like pull, like go back into the Wayback Machine for stat blocks and shit. <laughs> oh my god, okay, so... Master Kenobi, those records are not in our archives. <laughs> <laughs> then the archives are incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> Great, it's tiny, which means, let's see, uh, seismoses have changed, and seismoses are no longer added to ref- to attack bonuses Use the following chart to adjust the creature's reflex defense and attack bonuses. Okay, cool. So we're making, according to this chart, we're making no changes to the reflex defense and we're subtracting the attack bonus by two. Interesting. So the attack bonus becomes plus 11 and the reflex remains 11 or plus 11. We'll get to that later because you notice, Sam, (laughs) that those defenses are modifiers and we don't have saving throws in Swissy. Thank God. No, I, I like saving throws. It's just, it's, I always thought it was cool that Swissy doesn't have them. Well, it's, it's not, I think the trade off is a different conversation entirely. Yes. But I think the trade off of having, of uh, saving throws and then just not having armor class at all and just having defenses for all three is a lot more streamlined. I like it too. It's, it's very, very simple. Of course, there's less dice rolling, which is bad, which equals bad in RPG, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Good for a miniatures combat game, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget your roots. <laughs> Sometimes whenever we're playing zero distance and we have like 80 fighters on the field and like we're we're doing like maneuvers and shit and like not rolling dice. I'm yeah. like, man, we're wargaming. <laughs> Sometimes a piece of the true self exists in the false self. <laughs> For real. All right. Now that the size mystery is behind us. Let's move on to natural attacks. See, folks, this is what I'm talking about conversion. It's it's not it's it's a bit of a wrestling match between you and And the blur and the blur. (laughs) (laughs) A creature's natural attack should be changed to match the description in the Saga Edition rulebook pages 274 through 275. Everyone knows those pages. Those are the beast pages in the core rulebook. Note that a creature adds double its strength modifier to its damage if it has only one type of natural attack and beasts no longer take a penalty for using secondary natural attacks. Cool. Let's take a look at attacks. It's got a plus 13 melee attack, which will be plus 11 now because of the size modifier. And then it has a plus 13 ranged attack. Do you remember what the yeah, ranged attack is? These things spin or something? It does not say the damage on the ranged attack. I think that's just a generic uh, included in the stat block number. Oh, like it, it's... In case it decided to do a ranged attack. In case attack. it decided to do a ranged <laughs> attack. Okay, yeah. No, that's that's good. Uh, let's pull up the core rulebook and find some beast attacks, natural weapons. Here we are. Well, Sam, you know, I, I kind of, I want to say these are, these are bite guys. They do a lot yeah. of biting. Yeah. They're bite, they're bite dudes. They're bite dudes. Um, they, they, they I, I think gore is a good candidate here, but, but really if you, if you read the adventure, like they, they bite, man, they eat like they, they eat, they eat, they, they are like land piranhas. 
So it's going to be a bike. Good, that's a pretty good descriptor for him, I'd say. Thank you. They're they, they very much land piranhas. I, I, I think they're so cool. So uh, let's see here. Bite for a tiny creature. That's going to be a 1d3. And then since it's our only attack, the conversion guide tells us, I haven't ever seen that written anywhere. We're double strength. If it has only one natural attack, but sure, let's, let's run with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Double its strength mod. So it's got a strength score of eight, (laughs) (laughs) which would be minus two. No, minus one. So we'll just call it plus zero. How about that? Oh, inch big, big nerf on this guy. Um, they, their, their bite was a one. No, it eats in eating the nerfs. Yeah. <laughs> of course. How, how could I, how could I fuck that up? Their bite is what? Oh, their bite was a D six minus one in RCR. We're talking D threes now that we're doing or yeah, it's a D three the... now per, per Swissies rules. Ah, uh. yeah. Next up is natural armor. Creatures have natural armor equal to that listed in the old rules or their beast class level, whichever is less. Let's see, they've got plus five armor in RCR. So this would grant them plus seven armor per the conversion. So they get plus five natural armor. Interesting. Very interesting. You can see how even when you convert something, the power level is never going to be directly the same as it was in RCR. Because Swissy has a totally different power scaling from RCR. As we've seen in action. Yes. Many, many times. <laughs> well, that was that natural armor one was way easier than I thought it would be. Okay. Defenses. Creatures defense score are equal to 10 plus the relevant ability modifier. Dex for reflux, con for fort, wisdom for will. If the creature has natural armor, add its value to its reflex defense. Okay, cool. So we're going to ignore the values for the, the saving throws from RCR entirely and just do our own shit. Well, <laughs> by do our own shit, I mean, calculate them as they're calculated in Swissy. So let's see. It's got a dex mod of, Oh God, help Sam. What's it says the, plus six under the defense 23. So I assume that's what the, it's a 23 is dex. Oh, sure enough. That's the modifier for 23 decks, isn't it? So 16 reflex defense. Its con is 16, so that's uh, 1, 2, 3, plus 3, right? So 13 fort. And then not much of a... Oh, it's kind of pretty wise. That makes sense. That's another... That's plus 2. 15? Yeah, plus 2. Yeah. And 12 will. 16 reflex, 13 fort, 12 will. That is a pretty good defenses for a level 7 beast. That That sounds about right to me. Yeah. Cool. Damage threshold. Okay, here we go. Creatures damage thresholds are equal to their fortitude defense plus a bonus for creatures of greater than medium size. Okay, that's easy. Then it's damage threshold is just 13. Speed. Adjust a creature's speed as described under species. Oh boy, go back to page two of this document. Oh God. <laughs> See here. Speed is 10 meters, 70 meters burrowing. Oh boy. That guy's fast. Speed. I'm trying to think of what way it would be moving to where it would be moving slow above ground. Like, is it flopping? Like, what's the deal here? I think it's, it's got really <laughs> shitty legs, right? <laughs> Does it mention having a little really shitty legs? I think it has shitty, really yeah, shitty legs. legs. Okay, so sorry. What do you say was what was the the land speed in meters, Sam? From our it was ten meters and okay. seventy meters burrowing speed. Okay, six squares on land. Burrowing is whoa. Okay, hold on. This is this is nuts. So the old speed bracket only goes up to twenty meters and gives them a speed of ten squares. Wow, ten squares is fucking nutso. 
So I think we're just going to give him 10 squares burrowing speed and call it a day, right? That sounds fair, yeah. Yeah. I think it's also... Even fly speed doesn't go fire higher than like eight squares with some talents, right? No, no, you were correct. We rarely see more than like eight on a... like a, an, Especially on a tiny creature, like 10 squares is nuts. It's like a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> <through> the- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm comfortable leaving it at 10. That's probably a little bit more than it should be. The... Adventure goes into detail. I think it they that is further modified by what material yeah, they're going in for. Stone, they move three quarters as fast. Through. Yeah, it says one quarter of their burrow speed through solid rock, one half their burrow speed through wood. Sorry, totally wrong. No, you're you're good. You're <laughs> totally fine. So that that number is definitely meant to be modified, scaled back by by the material they're burrowing through, and and so ten squares. I feel perfectly happy with that as an overall buff. Just uh, deep. Not buff. Uh, overall nerf to everything. No, Sam. They're eating the nerfs. <laughs> Hoisted by my own Picard. <laughs> cool. So speed of six squares, burrowing speed of 10 squares. And again, that's pretty weird speeds for a tiny creature, but we're rolling with it because we are just working with the conversion rules. I, I warned everyone. I war- I see you back there. You're about you're raising your hand. You're writing your email. <laughs> I told you we're just going to we're going with the conversion rules because to show how weird they can be, it definitely takes a human mind to get in here and adjust them to make sense. Yeah. If you have any complaints, send them to Gary and also ask him where the fuck my money is. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. All right. Speed's done. Now on to skills. Adjust a creature's species bonus to different skills as described under species. Page two. In addition, you may convert a skill bonus into a bonus trained skill. Normally, most beasts will only have one trained skill. Well, that sounded complicated. Um, (laughs) Okay, cool. It's got a it's got hide, jump, listen and move silently and spot. Oh, thank (laughs) God for Saga Edition. Holy shit, Steven. Yeah. First of all, hide and move silently. That's stealth, baby. That's what is one word for both of those things. It's called stealth. Yeah. Also, listen and spot. There's another word for those things as well. It's called perceiving. Yeah. Yeah. You you got it. Um, I'm having trouble finding the skills that it mentioned. I think 3.5 has like use device or something as a skill. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. So unsurprisingly hide and move silently are both rolled into the stealth skill. <laughs> Who called it? Who called it? Steven? Who called it? <laughs> um, th- which modifier do they get for this? The, the, so hide the is plus the seven highest? and move silently is plus nine. So how about we split the difference, call it plus eight, and great convert as accordingly. I like the way you think. Stealth is plus eight. All right. And then back to that list. Uh, I, I think I don't think I need to look at that chart to to <laughs> I think your fine <laughs> wisdom <laughs> pegged uh, listen and spot as as a perception. Do you want to split the difference on those again? It's it's uh, uh it's twelve and six respectively. Nine plus nine then? Plus nine perception. Again, these are all numbers that sound pretty good for uh, a level seven beast. And then jump will, by God, <laughs> we'll keep it plus five, plus five of jumping. These guys do a little jumping. We'll get, we'll get on, on that later. You may convert a skill bonus into a bonus trained skill. Now we're just going <laughs> to, it says you may, and I'm tired of it. So we're just going to, it doesn't need more than the three skills train. It's a fucking fish. Stealth, yeah. Stealth perception jump. That's a pretty good host of, of skills for, for this guy. So great. We'll stick with those. If I had to, I'd give it initiative, but yeah, that's only if I had to. Only don't don't had twist to. my arm. <laughs> okay. And then other abilities. Most special abilities can be used as written, but follow the guidelines under species page two. 
for converting anything unusual. These guys are pretty unusual. So let's look at the special abilities. Metallic. The Skekfish's digestive system retains the elemental metals contained within the creature's food. They take damage from blaster fire like any other creature, but are particularly vulnerable to ion weapon fire. Oh. When an ion weapon successfully hits a Skekfish, it deals damage directly to wounds. A shipboard ion cannon can target up to four adult or eight young skeckfish in one two meter square simultaneously. Wow, this certainly <laughs> is a different uh, game. The semantic system. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got a little thing over here called ion vulnerability. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was a droid, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a friend who's ion vulnerable. <laughs> we're We're just going to. We're just going to forget all those fucking words I just said, and we're just going to write down ion vulnerability. Sound good? Yeah. Good. Puncture dive. Moving in schools, skeckfish approach their target just under the surface of the soil. <laughs> when about two meters away from their target, uh, that's three squares. No, it's not. It's like one square. Fuck. <laughs> they leap from the ground and dive directly at the target. The attack is so effective. <laughs> Wait, that's that's a hilarious way to word that. The attack is so effective <laughs> that the skeckfish's bite attack scores a critical hit on a natural 18 or higher. Up to four skeckfish may attack at once in this manner. A lead skeckfish makes one attack roll with a plus one circumstance bonus, plus three max. Oh gosh, for each additional creature. When a skeckfish inflicts wound damage to the target, it dives through a victim as easily as it dives through dirt, taking away a large chunk of flesh in the process. The creature's run by attack then allows it to return underground. Okay. Interesting. So, we cannot leave the puncture dive out of this, although it is definitely so different from anything else in Swissy that we're going to have to get creative here. I like the extended crit range. That's a good idea. The extended crit range is very nice. We can give it a feat for that. Right, I don't think it's a feat for that. I don't, I don't think it's a feat for that. I think it's a it's a talent for, from the critical master talent tree or whatever. You're right. I just found something though, like just <gasps> now. Stevens discover. Stevens made a discovery. So we all know about creating a beast. We've done it here on the show before, like at least twice. There's an environmental quality called diving attack that is normally only exclusive to airborne species types. Let me read it to you. The airborne beast dives sharply to attack an enemy at a lower altitude. When making a charge attack, in addition to the competence bonus granted by the charge attack, the beast gets a plus one circumstance bonus to its attack roll for every square the beast moves downward. Additionally, the beast can use a move action after resolving the charge attack. Until the end of its next turn, the beast takes a minus two penalty to its reflex defense because of the charge action. Does that sound almost exactly like puncture dive? Yeah, except instead of diving from air, you dive from land. Exactly. Let me just make sure there's nothing else like cool over here that that is. <laughs> What's that over there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. We've we've done just a little bit of shopping off mic here, and I think we have a combination of beast qualities that that is really going to emulate what these guys are all about. So first up, Sam, I think we really got something here with the diving attack. Normally we're reserved for airborne species, but I think we can just copy the text of diving attack and do something different. The subterranean beast. Mind blown. <laughs> what should we call this? Um, puncture attack. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, we'll just call it puncture dive. I like that name. Yeah. 
Puncture dive. The subterranean beast dives sharply to attack an enemy above ground. While making a charge attack, in addition to the competence bonus granted by the charge attack, the beast gains a plus one circumstance bonus to its attack roll, up to a plus five total circumstance bonus for every square the beast moves underground. Ooh. Additionally, the beast can use a move action after resolving this charge attack to, to burrow. Until the end of its next turn, the beast takes a minus two penalty to its reflex defense because of the charge action. So that is our new ability derived just... I, I didn't even really change anything but the flavor. <laughs> hey, my hands are up. Sam, check the camera. Are my hands up? Yeah, the Steven's flavor savers are clean, folks. Yeah, I didn't... I, I'm not a game dev. I didn't do nothing here. I just changed the flavor, all right? You can't get mad at me. That's our Swissy Puncture Dive. And while I was in the neighborhood of Beast Quality Sam, I picked up a few other things that, that might be good to, to have. You know, let me just reach in my bag here. Pack Hunter. Oh, Pack Hunter. You recall the original RCR Puncture Dive did have a bonus from the other pack, Skekfish. Um, I like the Pack Hunter quality. It doesn't increase the damage any, which is a bit of a bummer, but it is very flavorful, I think, and fits well. It doesn't matter because the original doesn't increase the damage either. Yes, it does. It says plus No, it doesn't. Oh my God, you're right. Never mind. Just cut that whole shit out. Well, can I include the part that makes me sound right? Yes. I mean, yes, you can. Yeah. I, I know how badly you want that. <laughs> Sweet. And um, thinking back, is it perhaps a good advice that your beast has one to three beast qualities? Yeah, let me consult the create a beast page. Uh, beast creation rules. It does say one to three special qualities. Well, 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 Sam, I just happened to pick up again while I was shopping for beast qualities. Tremor sense, though not specifically noted on the stat block. We know from the adventure that as long as a creature is touching the ground, a skekfish knows exactly where they are. And what does Tremor Sense say? The beast automatically senses the location of anything that is in contact with the ground up to 100 squares away. No perception check required. Sam, we fucking did it. We did it! Woo! Yeah, baby! So this is by no means perfect, but here you have it. This is our Swissy Skekfish. Is it passable? Yes, I would call this passable. For a one shot, I'd say so. As yes, well. I think if you are out of ideas, you're some other situation is preventing you from running the adventure you want to. You got to pull something off the shelf. You need a quick, dirty conversion. You only need to convert the skekfish because really it's the only stat block that is of significant importance that needs to be converted. As we talked about last episode, the other guys are just generic fringers. It's really not a big deal. But these guys are the star of the show. This is your quick and dirty skekfish conversion. Tiny Beast 7, HP 50, BAB plus 5, attack of plus 11, 1D3 bite, ouch, but hey, whatever. Plus 5 natural armor. Oh, shit, we didn't add that to the reflex. Well, there we go. So the reflex is actually 21, which is a lot more fearsome. That makes up for that low damage output. They're going to be hard to hit. You're right. Damage threshold of 13, speed 6 squares, burrowing 10 squares. Remember to modify that for what they're burrowing through. Do, does uh, Swissy give us like terrain modifiers for burrowers? I'd be kind of surprised if it did. Any burrowers in chat? Any burrowers out there who can tell us? <laughs> what, what are you working on lately? What are you, what are you digging up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey guys, just want to call in. Um, yeah, want to check in. <laughs> I'm a skekfish. <laughs> <laughs> just burrowed through some wood last week. Sucked. <laughs> Didn't taste good. Got splinters in my mouth. Oh, that's uh, anyways, so funny. keep up the great work. <laughs> Zeke the skekfish. <laughs> we gave it ion vulnerability because it it's got. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Stealth plus eight, perception plus nine, jump plus five. It's got ion vulnerability. It's got puncture dive, which we just reflavored from the, I already forgot the, the, the raw name dive, for it. Diving attack or something like diving that? Diving attack, or? attacking dive, diving attack. Yes, indeed. We just changed it to puncture dive. We changed the language, but none of the numbers to just include subterranean creatures. We gave it pack hunter. So it gets a big bonus from eight and other actions and tremor sense. All things that are big of note in the adventure. If you've read it, it pretty much does only these, these three things. I suppose you could nix us there for giving an ion vulnerability as a, as a fourth beast quality, which is technically not recommended, but it's, it's a weakness. It's fine. It, it, it can go here. This is good for, you know, it's, it's a crude drawing. It's like a caveman drawing of a skekfish on the wall. But if you go into the skekfish home world, you might, it won't pass inspection there. That's for sure. No, definitely not. We'll not hold up to, to skek scrutiny. Um, <laughs> skekfish inspection. Everyone pull out your skekfish. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, cool. That's incredible, Steve. This, this is neat. This is, yeah, this is like I said, conversion is imperfect. It gave us some weird results sometimes. And we actually did have to import beast qualities of our own, which the conversion rules do kind of allude to. They, they, they do kind of tell you to just do that. But uh, yeah, if you read between the lines of, of it telling of it not telling you to do that. Yeah, it says that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, that was fun. Let's uh, get into the break. Well, Stephen, I have a surprise for you. Oh. Well, you alluded to it earlier, but we have a special skekfish submitted by oh. the community's own Tsuyoshi Kensu. Oh, I'm but so. Oh. You can't you can't have it yet. I'm 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 holding it right out of reach. Oh, oh I'm gonna I'm gonna it, put it on a high shelf. Give it here. No, get, no, you'll I'm get like, this back. I'm like three feet tall, Sam. Please, Steven, you, please put it down at a reasonable height. You'll for me. get you'll get this back after we do our break. No, the audience no. needs it too. <laughs> Before I say anything else, Stephen, congratulations to Zloy Krolik. Zloy Krolik, your Emmy Tarash. The Surging Cyclone is the victor for our Forest Tradition Build Bounty Showcase. Sorry it took a whole week to announce your victory. Anyone who was on the Patreon already already knew because you can you can just go on there and see it. But congratulations, <laughs> Loy. You done did it. This is not his first win. No, in fact, the last one was the Doom Whale that he also won with. Way to go. Very, very good. All you got right. a streak going. Got a bit of a streak going. Are you sure that was the December one? Oh, and that, that was immediately proceeding. Yes, never mind. Yeah. Zloy, you're on fire. Congratulations, my dude. Keep it real. I've got another announcement, Sam. <gasps> so everyone knows that our $10 patrons have been entitled to a sticker, allegedly. Yeah. This whole time. Uh-huh. I was good on my word, reached out to a very nice company who hooked us up with a great deal and an even better product. We have special edition, fully holographic, four inch by four inch Dark Times podcast stickers. They're beautiful. Um, I'm looking at them right now. We're going to get a picture up on the Patreon for the, the $10, $10 tier to view. Actually, we'll make sure everyone can see it just to just to show off. To the, let them know what they're missing out. Yeah, show off the swag. <laughs> um, again, we did this because... 
we've been trying to include stickers in the $10 tier since before we even like knew we were going to do stickers, but Patreon has a, a backend issue that they will not fix or cannot fix or have not fixed, whichever, no matter how many times we email them, it just isn't happening. These stickers are special. We wanted to include something a little bit different to thank you for your patience. They are, like we said, holographic. They don't have the gold filigree that the, the normal stickers do. It's, it's, uh, clear so on the holographic sticker it looks silver and they're quite sharp actually i like these a lot the yellow text for dark time swissy has been replaced it's it's also transparent so it has that holographic feature um these will be shipping out this week i'm gonna get my ass over to fedex and uh, get them out to you guys it's like our cool 80s like retro version of the logo you know it, like, it looks nice it's <laughs> honestly it's super sharp very eye catching it's the vaporwave equivalent of the logo <laughs> certainly and uh yeah we, we've had a couple of patrons leave recently too you guys are going to get these as well y- y'all backed out for for financial reasons or whatever it was it's fine it don't matter but yeah uh we will ship those out to you too if you recently dipped out of our patreon but we're still entitled to a ten dollar tier sticker thank you guys so much for your patience on this and uh we hope to get you your stickers real soon all right steven I'm, i've taken i'm taking it down from the shelf but you have to be patient there's a note as well okay this, all right all right okay read, come on read the note all right i'm gonna that's me unfolding the paper that okay. the notes in <laughs> sorry it's a dusty paper um sue says Hey, you two. Death, Dirt, and the Nerf Rancher's Daughters looks like an actual blast, so much so that I'm thinking of running it myself. In preparation for doing so, I've converted the Skekfish to Saga using the Beast Builder from Unknown Regions and the Swarm Template. Nice. That is a true conversion right there. Do note that I'm targeting level one characters with the stat block. Oh, I don't okay. see a single problem with that. that no, no, that's awesome. cool. This is even more accessible than in that case, which is great because it also complements the level seven version that we just built. The beast level is at two to provide a sufficient challenge that's as high as keeps the basic Skekfish CR1 and provides enough HP to ensure the Swarm Template's doubling has an impact. The three qualities chosen were pretty obvious based on the original source. The metallic scales work better on the single Skekfish than the Swarm, but still do work to avoid lucky criticals. I forgot, Stephen, there's a metallic scale... Uh, beast quality. <laughs> yeah, I saw that when I was out shopping for beast qualities, but my cart was already so full with the others that I, I thought I'd leave it by the wayside. But it's certainly a great fit for the for the skekfish. It felt like it fit thematically well, but I didn't feel like it represented the skekfish as they are mechanically. I, I thought the ion vulnerability was was a closer fit, but still an excellent choice. That's a fair point. The only variants from the beast generator are that I used a standard 25.5 for stats and changed speeds to reflect the unique ecology of the Skekfish. Using the swarm template was also a gimme. Tremor Sense and Burrow give the Skekfish the ability to spend the entire combat underground, attacking adjacent characters on the surface. Technically, that means that no one can actually attack the Skekfish at all. Realistically, there might be something ruled ad hoc with a readied action, or perhaps something with explosives or starship weapons. Even if an attack is made, though, at low levels, Reflex 15 is a tough nut to crack. The damage, while low, 3 to 5, is not a lot, especially when considering it might be halved in the likely event of a miss, it's very much inevitable. This means that one swarm is still a threat to a low-level party. In an encounter mixed with a lot of difficult terrain from rocks, sand, etc., this can be a gradual near-miss, especially when considering the amount of distance needed to get to safety. I'm sure you've come up with something similar by now, but I thought you might want to see an alternative. I hope you enjoy, and I kind of wish I'd done this for the Beast Bounty. I forgot to enter. (laughs) Take care, Sue. 
Wonderful, Sue. Thoughtful and detailed as always. Thank you so very much. Let's let's dig into what you've brought us here today. Well, I've got my notes as well regarding Sue's email. Oh, good. Wonderful. Sue, don't worry. The beast creation rules allow you to pick stats however you like, so point buy is definitely in the clear. And I think that giving the Skekfish metallic scales and using the other special qualities to illustrate its subterranean nature is an excellent way to maintain the feeling of the original stat block has. I like Sue's use of making a swarm stat block versus a young or adult version of the same stat block. I'm sure you agree, Stephen, that swarms and squad rules are underappreciated and underutilized in Saga Edition. It's true. I mean, reading how the Skekfish are in the adventure, I mean, it's very clear immediately that they're meant to swarm. And Sue brought out one of my favorite rule sets from probably my favorite um, source book. Heck yeah. Just love it. You want to take a look at the stat block? Yeah, I got it right here. Oh, very good. He did an individual Skekfish. Diminutive. Very, very, very good choice. We were we we went back and forth over that for probably <laughs> for, for about 10 minutes. Good. A speed of one square, a burrow of six squares. I dig it. That's Melee. way that's way slower than what we yeah, got. <laughs> way, way slower. Which I mean, I guess if you're like. I was imagining like having their 10 burrow square speed and then like scaling it back by like half. Because of dirt, sure, I guess. Maybe, but yeah. I, I, I was going to leave that to whomever. Um, this is go. We got running attack, very nice. Metallic scales when taking damage that exceeds its damage threshold, it takes one quarter damage instead. Although it still moves down one step on the condition track, I like that. Subterranean may reroll perception checks, but must keep the second result even if it's worse. Dark vision and tremor sense and underground speed. Heck very yeah. nice. I Sue, you did it again. I love this. It's got uh, the swarm, which is probably what you'd use most of in at your table for this adventure. 26 HP, threshold of 22. This is a nasty enemy for a level one party, but should provide a very memorable uh, challenge. I'm trying to think of ways you could. Oh, it's got a reach of one square, too, because it's a swarm. So, yeah, this is this is nasty. I was thinking about maybe being able You talked about like ad hoc on the on the off the cuff ruling to actually attack these damn things because they're going to stay underground pretty much the whole time. You're going to need to. To, I think the ready to action was probably my favorite suggestion and, and explosives. I mean, that's that's always a great way around any sort of problematic <laughs> enemy. But I was thinking a tax of opportunity might be helpful here, too, as they try to burrow away from you. Ooh! but if they got reach and the game master's thinking about reach, then they don't actually they are not going to get those attacks of opportunity yet. So I do like the idea that perhaps like a like a, they they form like a weird swarming vortex when they leap out of the ground. Like you ever seen fish like leap up to the surface to try and eat yeah, flies? Yeah, 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 like flying fish. Like flying fish, but it's flying sick fish. Um, very, very cool. Uh, running attack, I think, is a way simpler, way more elegant emulation of the um of of their RCR attack instead of of what we did. Oh, but Steven, come on. <laughs> puncture dot like listen, we it says what it, it does what it says in the tin. It puncture dives. It puncture <laughs> dives. It punctures and dives. You, you can't deny that. Um all in one like great said, product. Running attack, I said elegant. You know, I I I think it's just way more kiss than than what we did. It's a more elegant stat block for a more civilized <laughs> age. <laughs> yes, yes. Did we I see reflex of fifteen. Isn't that what we got? We got 21. Oh, we got 21. That's right. Because yeah, yeah. Of, of crazy fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what is what I would like to hear what Sue has for the stats, uh, like the base attributes for this thing. 
Uh, you mean like the ability scores? Yeah, the ability scores. Uh, let's see. They they gave it a strength 14. This is for the Skekfish Swarm. Strength 14, Dex 13, Con 15, Int 1, Wiz 8, and Charisma 8. We kept the Dex 23 from the RCR step block. I, I, did we? Did we? I don't think the ability scores made it over at all. Oh, but they really? did apply for the defenses. You're right. Yeah. 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 So might as well have. May, yeah, you're right. Might, might as well have. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> it's interesting. Interesting. I would love I to do see like, Sue tackle the full level Skekfish like we did. Oh, like a level seven Skekfish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Skekfish mother or something like that? Ooh. Or no, just just as it's presented. I mean, Sue scaled it down because he's running this it's level, level one. one. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But uh, it, I, I guess I, I would I, maybe off mic if I got some time, I'll take a crack at that using the, the creative beast rules as well. Like the Skek father? Skek father. <laughs> Forgive me, Skek father. For I must swim. <laughs> Amazing. Sue, thank you so much for your contribution. I loved having it here to compare and contrast with our RCR conversion that is janky but effective. Yours seems elegant and simple. A true tried and true made for Swissy beast. Uh, well done, and thank you for your contribution. And speaking of, you know, Sue was talking about missing out on our beast bounty. Um, you know, Stephen, it's it's been two weeks, even though we just announced the winner. I'd like to get another one in. We got to work our way towards that tournament bracket. We got to get another bounty showcase going. And, and you know, with and concurrently with this module we've been talking about, this adventure, rather, it's not a module in any way. No, no, it's no. more an adventure. Um, I thought what would be better than not another beast, but doing some sort of like peacekeeper sheriff, the law, whatever you call them. You know, every small backwater world needs them lest they be easy pickings for your average spacefaring pirate. That's right. We're doing a lawman bounty. Level 10 submission, folks. And the enforcer class is not required here, though it's definitely something worthy of your attention for a law enforcer. It's not the best prestige class out there, but it's definitely an option you might want to consider. Your submission must be a lawman, a law person, anyone in charge of a either small or large settlements, enforcement laws. Perhaps they're a, ooh, like a, um, oh, maybe a, a, a nice, uh, uh, oh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be in on this whole eyeing if I knew what the fuck Who's you were the trying guy to say. fucking Blade Runner? Uh, Decker? Maybe he's a hardened big city cop like Decker. Maybe he's more like our small town sheriff in Cod Vanth. Yeah, maybe maybe he's Cod yeah. Vanth. Maybe maybe he's like the the sheriff in in this adventure. Uh, uh, what's his name? Like Jim <laughs> Nell <laughs> Nell. <laughs> Wait, that's not. No, that's not. That's not him. Gall <laughs> Gall. Yeah, his name's Gall. Oh man. So yes. Does your lawman use a show of force to keep the peace or were they just the person unlucky enough to get the job? Nice. Your stat block is due Sunday, February 26th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. That gives you two weeks or a week and a half ish as of this recording going out. 
Yes, indeed. And we can't wait to see it. There was just one little note I wanted to include here as part of our next build showcase. If there's anything at all that you're really hoping, pining, wishing that we include about your build, don't hesitate to just tell us. Put it in the email. We want to include all your favorite aspects of your submission, be it certain talent feet combos, Easter eggs, or jokes. Sam and I unfortunately don't have enough time to always pick up everything you're putting down so when it's nice and clear for us or even bulleted uh, we adore it and you're happy because we get you get to show off all your shit and we're happy because we got to put it out there although steven and i may both be game masters we're also players and we also do not pick up clues very well (laughs) it's true we're a little bit of simpletons but we can operate audio equipment so it all works out it's the only thing that separates us from the non-podcast is, <laughs> is our ability to operate audio equipment. Uh, and thank you in advance for any submissions you send our way. We are so happy to have them and we're so excited to show them off. Steven. Yeah. I know it's been a while, but I was hoping if you had any trivia for us this week. I do. I do. I don't think I knew about this one. And it's kind of funny. I tried to find a citation for this one, but I couldn't. But I'm just going to read it anyway. George Lucas was so impressed by Frank Oz's performance as Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back that he spent thousands of dollars on an advertising campaign to try and get him an Oscar nomination for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Lucas's campaign ultimately failed because it was felt that a puppeteer was not an actor. Lucas felt this was not fair to Oz, who honestly didn't care. <laughs> I bet this is in like an, a biography somewhere. Biography, director's commentary, something. I'd love to, if you know what the source is on this, I'd love to hear it, listener. Seriously. I know you've been dying to send us some Star Wars trivia, so (laughs) feel free to, you know, Steven's always looking for more, more nuts to crack on the show. It's true. I love cracking nuts. (laughs) The Dark Times, the Saga Edition podcast is produced by me, Sam. Steven's my co-host. You can reach out to us on Twitter at DarkTimesSWSE or email us DarkTimesSWSE at gmail.com. Review the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Steven, do you have a quote for us this week? Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night.